This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Here's another Lulu and Michael podcast. For all the bits you missed from Joy 94.9. Hello, hello, hello. It's Wednesday afternoon and you know what that means, Michael. What does it mean? It means it's Lulu and Michael driving you home. And oh. you, you know what's happened this week? What? I put out the prayers to the gods and asked them to make it as quiet as possible in the studio. And you know what happened? What? You lost your voice. Well, it's not completely gone. I've got it a little bit. There's still time. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you pray to? I pray to whatever, whoever will listen. A Madonna? No. No. That's All right. my nana. But I'm going to do my best. Are you? Yes. Well, that's a change. I'll do my worst. <laughs> Screw you, bitch. You're on Joy. Yeah, you're on Joy 94.9. I thought I was going to do all of those because you've lost your voice, Michael. No, well, while it's still around, I want to be involved. <laughs> you know, I don't like to miss out. <laughs> Is that why you're still here even though? Exactly. Exactly. Everything could be falling off me and I wouldn't, you know, I'm a professional. You are still rocking back and forwards in the corner with your headphones <laughs> exactly, on, but that's okay. I've injured my back as well. Really, you didn't mention it. I mentioned it a couple of times, I know, but not to the listeners. No, I know. And the moment I sat down, you offered me drugs. I did. I've always got a bag full. I like that. Especially for sore backs and necks. Yeah. I'm prone to those myself. And we have a special guest in with us right now, don't we, Michael? I'm ready. Are you ready? I really am. We were talking about this just before this, this last song because we're very excited. We saw this show last week. It was amazing. And we have him here right with us now. It's Tyler Coppin from Little Shop of Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, thanks for having me here. We're very excited. When we heard this was coming, I was excited about the show before I even knew you were in it. We're old friends, so obviously when I knew you were in it, I had to go. Thank you. I was going anyway. But um, it is one of my like all-time favourite musicals, I think. And it's one of those shows that it's up there with Rocky Horror. It's up there with like all the cult classics for me. And I think because it doesn't get done that much, does it? No. no. Why do you reckon it is one of those for people? Why do I think it's one of these special ones? Yeah. And not being a musical theatre person, really, myself, except right. I've been acting in it. The music is great. It's a very simple plot structure. It's yeah. gothic horror. It just fits a lot of genres that make, you know, will scratch an itch in everyone. And I guess it is a boy meets girl, but yeah. as you say, it's not done in the usual way. Like, I mean, I'm not, I don't mean to knock others, but it's not done in the same way as no, Greece or something like right. that, is it? It's got underdogs in it and yeah. it's unlikely pairing and then. And they fall for each other. A little so bit of really. death. I mean, you know, like, got, you know, yeah, yeah. a little bit of a lot know. of blood. A yeah. lot of blood. <laughs> yeah. I lo- and a, and a puppet, which isn't what it sounds like. A it's big, a big puppet. puppet. Yeah. I mean, a if you don't puppet. know the plot, um, if you're out there listening and you don't know, well, there's a story of it. It's way too difficult for us to get into now. <laughs> um, but basically, the they has Seymour uh, who has a very small plant and it grows by being fed blood. Correct. Isn't it? You know, and then you have the starts out on girl. him. He pricks his finger, and then it ends up growing and lusting for it. And you are Mr. Mushnik. Yeah, you I own, own the, the flower shop, shop. The, yeah. the crappy 
dud flower shop and he's ready to throw away. <laughs> he's not the nicest of men, is he, Mr. Mushnick? Oh, no, he's not. Well, no, he loves Audrey and he loves Seymour, but he has sort of had bad times so much that he's bitter and twisted, I suppose. And do you like those roles the most? Mm. I would imagine you do, because you were the child catcher and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not nice. Someone's got to do it. You know, it's... It, <laughs> they are fun. Well, you know, I thought the other night, I said, I'm going to, to one of the actors, I'm going to play him a little bit nicer tonight and he right. said and he said to me oh you just want more applause because ah, well, like, I don't get it nothing wrong with that no so I did and it you've didn't got work. some really cute songs though as yeah, well he's got a couple good ones yeah, I nice love your little, little duo, your duo with, with Seymour Mushnick and Son yeah, yeah that is Sun. great it's yeah. a great one and the choreography in that is amazing Andrew Houseworth that hurts my knees just watching you yeah is well, it hard don't. work uh, yeah, we're on our knees. We do the special <laughs> Russian dancing. Russian dancing? On our knees, yeah. That's hard. Yeah, and I, I, I just went without the knee pad one day, and I went, ooh, it's sort of that nice. That was silly. It's sort of nice pain. It's over quickly, oh, and okay. you feel good for it. Yeah. yeah. Is, is this <laughs> the first time that Seymour and Audrey two have been voiced by the one character, one I man, I guess? I think it's a new idea, and it's amazing. Um, oh, my God, it's so amazing. Brent... It sings both parts on stage, live in front of you. Yeah, I mean, you don't really notice. Until a lot of people you notice. don't. I mean, how obvious that sounds, but you don't know. I mean, Jeffrey Rush came the other night to opening night, and he was with his wife Jane Menelaus, and, and he said, "How about that? You know, dual voicing of the plant?" And she said, "What?" Mm. Mm. And he, so you get fifty-fifty people going. They don't say. Uh, it can't work it out, and it's really Brent's very clever in his the way he's um, placed himself, and it's mm. getting better and better. I notice, and I'm sitting in the dressing room. We get the feed that comes over the you know the the, the tannoy or whatever it's called these days, and and I listen to it, and I and I lose track that he's you know I'm thinking yeah. there's two people in it. I'm yeah. thinking somebody's singing and he's singing at all. And the band, what I like about our band is that um, there's no track, there's no special, you know, yeah. wackadoodle, Just you know, musicians. newfangled stuff. It's a real band, yeah. and they play it all. Well, my friend that I was with said to me afterwards when the conductor came out and took a bow, "Oh my God, that was a band! I thought it was CD yeah. backing yeah. tracks." No, or whatever. It's, they're really good. They were and amazing. They, they play. Yeah. They play. Well, yeah, I'd really, ideally, I'd like them all to come out because you still don't really know. Yeah, well, that's yeah, right. Well, we had to, you know, they the need stick. to bring their instruments, poking the play button. Exactly. Well, that's. <laughs> on the iPad. We've all done that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, mm. Oh, no. Ooh, story of my life. The other thing, I and I don't remember this, whether this is new or my memory's fading, but the first half of your show is black and white. Yeah. Is that a new spin? I think that's a, well, I think that's the concept of Owen Phillips. Yes. The designer. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't say in this. It's not in the script. It's, you know, it's, I love it's, that. it's black and white. It goes to color. Yeah, it's a design and it's a production with decision with uh, with Dean Bryant, the director, and yep. the um, production staff and the producer. It was lovely to watch something and uh, to be able to look at it and listen to it and everything about mm. it and not go. Gee, it was great, but I didn't like, you know. Oh, good. It's, it is that's an amazing great. production. A, yeah. You know. It's really nice to hear. It's yeah. nice to be in a show that I can go, no, it's great, come along. And I just have to send props to Esther Hannaford because, oh, my God, oh. she's so Unbelievable. Audrey. And what a voice. So beautiful. What so a voice. Beautiful I guess Her acting is just superb as yeah. well. The yeah. amount yeah. that we're going great. on about it is obviously due to the fact um, that we loved it. Yes. Um, Thank but, you. Lulu, you have to it get isn't down on there. for much longer, is no, it? No, it's only on until the 22nd of May. It's at the Comedy Theatre, and you can get tickets at the Comedy Theatre 
I guess dot com dot au would be your best or yep. Little Shop Tour. Yeah, that's right. Little Shop Tour dot com dot au would well. probably be quicker. We are very glad that you can make it in. I'm so Kieran, glad. You're obviously you. working tonight. Uh, yes, yeah, soon. Yeah, you're ready. <laughs> you're ready. Soon, I'm ready to go. Huh? Yeah, I've got the makeup. Got on your mow on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to mow. Have you been watching Master Chef? Oh my God, no. Oh, there's a lot on on there. Well, it is on, as we know, MasterChef. The Voice is on. Yeah, I mean, I've been watching a bit of that. I've watched a little bit of The Voice because mm. it's always good to see the battle round or the, the beginning bit is. What yeah, is it? Yeah. What do you call those? Yeah, the, no, the, the blinds. The blinds, yes. that's it. A little bit of that's all right. Um, and I don't mind a bit of MasterChef. I just, what I don't like is when they keep going backwards and forwards with the recaps. I mean, I think we just saw that. And is it the, still know. the same four judges? Because I can't yeah. be bothered with them. Although they've got, some, they've got a new one, which is... Nigella Lawson. Oh, I like her. Oh, I like Nigella. And um, and I'm going to be honest, I actually, before knowing that she was on her way, because they advertised it eight years in advance, mm. um, I did actually Google and check if she actually had a criminal record, because I knew she'd been in trouble for doing, you know, for her staff. Using other using, flour. Yeah, us- yes. using, you know, Colombian and flour. Different sugar. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But she she actually didn't get convicted. Right. Um, so they don't care so much. Because in the what, UK. what I thought wasn't right was that if, you know, someone like Chris Brown wasn't allowed into Australia because of what happened with him and Rihanna. Yeah. Which is obviously very difficult to drugs, but I mean, it's a conviction is conviction, you know. Mm. They wouldn't, they didn't want him in. And I thought, well, that ain't right. They're allowing Nigella in. But it wasn't. She didn't have a conviction. Fair enough. Um, but he recently had almost almost refused entry into the states because of that possession of cocaine, oh. um, which is you know because they're even they're even stronger on it over there, aren't they? Oh, she had something in a bag. She had some crack in her knickers. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know why I laughed. Oh dear! Um, but there's <laughs> apparently well, it was also quite interesting to learn that there were lots of other reasons why you may or not be allowed into America. You had a look as well. Didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in 2012, two British tourists were tourists were told they were actually held in a cell because yeah. one of them had tweeted mm-hmm. that they were there to destroy America. Yeah, yeah. meaning they were going to party hard. Yes, but they took it the wrong way and thought they were going to actually destroy it. Destroy it. it so that's uh, not good. That's, imagine that. Imagine arriving though and being held like that. You know, when you were just and all you did just tweet. What did they do? Just look through their phone, or they happened to follow them on Twitter? They must have. You know, they must have hashtagged <laughs> or something like that. Hashtag airport. Um, apparently, in 2010, a guy called Luke, who's 17 year old from Britain, was banned for life from visiting the US for sending Barack Obama an offensive email in which he described the president as a. Rick. Oh, well, that's going to go down well. No, it isn't going to go down well, but really, do we, are, we, are you, you going to be banned for life? Unbelievable, isn't it? What I mean, if, if you'd write that about Tony Abbott, you'd probably get a medal. I said we're moving house, and you nearly cried and said, our family home. Well, it's, I mean, you know, for those of you that don't know, Lulu and I have known each other since, well, I was 14, uh, 13, 14. Not that long ago. And you're a couple of years younger than me. Mm. And, um, well, I mean, your family was really my other family, you know. And now is still your other family. Exactly. But, you know, <laughs> but, but growing up, you know, and so mm. I would be round at yours pretty much every, every weekend. Day. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> and I mean, you know, we would go, we'd play hide and seek, wouldn't we? In yours, I can remember. I know that's a game that children normally play, but because it's a really big house, and and usually you play it when you're a lot younger than we were. But the thing was that we had a laundry chute that went from upstairs down to the bottom. Mm. It was straight. But it was small. Yes. So I remember coming downstairs, the bottom door was open to the laundry street, and all I saw were your feet <laughs> because you didn't realise well, the I bottom door was open. Well, I thought no one is going to look in here. Yeah. And it'd be a really good place it for me to... It was. It was hide. a great place until you couldn't get out. I got stuck. And I think the more you squirmed and wriggled, the more you swelled. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's How long were you my life? stuck in there for? Well, three days. <laughs> See, but that's why we have to sell. Why are you moving? <laughs> well, you can blame Kith and Jeff. They've had enough. They want to move. We're not moving out of the area, mind you. No. Um, we're going to stay in the area because Molly goes to school. Mm-hmm. Out that way. Your daughter, yeah. My daughter, Molly. Hi, Molly. Um, but we have decided, well, they've decided. I didn't decide. No. But, um, yeah, they want to downsize. They're getting old. But wouldn't it, at their age, wouldn't it be easy to just go from where they are now straight into the the home. home, yeah. Well, I said that. Yeah. I mean, I've already paid some of it off. Right. Yeah. But um, no, apparently not. Mum doesn't want to. I, I still want to go out, there. apparently. Wow. Yep. Can't. She's an independent woman. <laughs> but uh, I th- I'm actually quite looking forward to it. I like moving. You Do know you? me. I've moved a lot. I've moved yeah, countries a few times. Yeah. and I enjoy a new beginning. All right. If you think it's wise. We'll still will invite we, you over. No, I know. Well, I'm, I don't need the invite. You know that. Will we um, Will we be going round to yours and trash it then before you leave? We'll wait till we sell it. Yeah. And then we'll have a, yeah, just trash it. Yeah. One of those nights where you don't care if you vomit on the carpet, you know. Well, that's pretty much every weekend. Yeah. Oh, the, what were you going to do, Michael? I was going to say, I like that one. Oh, that my song, don't you? God, I don't even know what it was anymore. <laughs> my was train of thought was... Something nice. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was something vocally nice. <laughs> what happened to the loss of voice? It's coming back. Oh, Lord help You're going to love it. <laughs> oh. We've got a guest, haven't we? Go yeah, on. that's what I was trying to say. Go on, my love. Are you sure you don't want to say it? I'm very sure, yes. Okay. <laughs> it's all that Michael's been told, been telling me mm. that I can drive the uh, the chat today. Go on then. I can say stuff because his voice was going. That was the that's what I got told at the all beginning I said of the was day. I like the song, Dirk. No, but you did. No, anyway, let's just welcome yes. Dirk Holt. <laughs> welcome. Hello. How are you? We're oh, really thank sorry. you, thank you, thank sorry you. Sorry to thank be you. in the Here middle of our domestic. <laughs> that that kind of happens every week. <laughs> Oh, no. Now you have got a, for a second. play, haven't you? You're doing a play. I'm doing a play. This is actually my first play. Is it? And as director? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this I, um, is exciting because you recently did a director's course, didn't you? Well, I'm still doing right. that course. I'm doing my masters in directing for performance at the VCA. But you've Melbourne. been directing even before you did that. Oh, absolutely. I've been directing for for many, many years. You but directed never with Oprahfication. Yes, Oprahfication oh, a few years ago. The lovely Rachel Dunham. Yes, yes. It's all coming back She's to just me bought now. a house. Very excited. Yeah, I saw that. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. The, I don't know the address. Otherwise, I'd give it out. <laughs> but the, um, I mean, of one of the reasons that Oprahfication did so well is because Rachel was in it. Um, but obviously, <laughs> having watched that, one of the other reasons that it did so well is because it was directed really well. Thank so you. It was that it. You just thought, I like this directing lark. Yeah, I'm going to learn more about it. Yeah, I moved to Melbourne about five years ago to focus 
my um, career really in the cabaret music theatre world. And um, Rachel um, Dunham and Shannon Whitelock, who both wrote Opification yep. together, um, they invited me to their house to, to listen to it. And I p- pulled out my notepad and said, okay, let's go again. Let's do it. And, <laughs> yeah. and from that moment, and especially because it had so many different iterations, we got the show to Adelaide and to... Um, and Melbourne a couple of times with the Cabaret Festival and different shows. We um, and then to New York, which oh, was no, mind-boggling. Amazing, amazing, isn't it? Yeah. The, I said, yeah, absolutely. There's something in this. Um, I get such a thrill out of directing actors, performers on stage, them taking that direction and flying, and then that thing coming together and, and magic happening on stage. There's mm. just something else. It's something other than getting on and performing. So, did you used to perform yourself? Yeah, Is that where you? I graduated started? from drama school back in. Uh, I reckon actors early. that direct. Uh, from my experience, are the ones that are great to work with because you get what it's about. Mm. Like I find that they they can explain it in a way that actors go, yeah, okay, I know what you mean. Yeah. And they take it in a different way and they, they actually present it in a different way to other directors too because they don't sort of just... Well, you know how vulnerable everybody is, you know, because well, you've been vulnerable yes. and you've been, you know, you've been there. Really, yeah, you know? and my actors on Man of Mode, the, the great thing is that it feels like a really tight collaboration with these right. artists you know I'm not cracking the whip and going this is what we're doing Yet. we're finding <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah give me a week but you also <laughs> know that that's what actors are capable of yeah and you want to get that out of them that's I totally the do too. and I know that they are capable I've got such a great team working with me on this show right now that's we good. should mention it in proper it's called the man of mode the man of mode fashion, now what fashion. is the man of mode all about <laughs> the man of mode well first it was an Etheridge play it's a restoration comedy and uh, well, Sir Etheridge. Because <laughs> no. no, there's way more fashion. I don't know if a lot of people would know who George Etheridge Not is. I have to be fashion. honest, I don't. Well, he's a little bit younger than uh, Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. Is so, he still alive then? No, 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 no. Although we've just had the old Shaq's birthday. We, yes. I don't know when Etheridge was born. Well. But uh, the restoration period uh, in England um, was a period when Cromwell was kicked out of out of uh, out of rule parliament and all that yeah oh yeah, yeah. I'm getting oh you're just yeah. massaging your wrist I thought I thought it was doing some weird thing it's too. radio you're not supposed to mention everything that happens <laughs> if I adjust myself please don't mention it um, <laughs> Charles II came back into power and uh the last guy had closed all the theatres and stopped dancing and stopped singing and we have a new form of theatre right. that was sticking it to the man. Okay. We were um, talking about what the upper crust were doing. Okay, because they used to do that but they have to be more subtle about it because mm. they'd be arrested, you know. Mm. Right. And for the first time we have women on stage okay. as well. Uh-huh. So, and, and we see this in this play, The Man of Mode. And The Man of Mode centres around one character, Dorimont, who is definitely a ladies' man but happens to go either way depending on... Oh. That was you very know. true at that time as yeah. well, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, we were all drugs like, and, and rock and roll. And this time, I mean, early days of high school, <laughs> I, I'd stick it wherever it was welcome. <laughs> My tongue, that is. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I yeah. knew what you meant. Yeah. So yeah, this uh, this chap, he's he's the, he's the height of fashion. He is the man of mode, ah. uh, and everyone around him knows that he's. He's King Pooh in regards to fashion and the ladies. <laughs> right. And uh, everyone kind of is attracted to him and by him or what, what he does. And in this story, we see him dropping one woman to go out with another woman 
before he finds another woman. Wow. Who, uh, Little Don Juan, like. Yes, I feel like yes, I know him. yes. Yeah. But at the same time <laughs> as this story, we also see examples of an old school relationship, people at the, the patriarchal world of you must man, wife, um, someone who's, you know, betrothed to one another. Right. And then there's a new love that's kind of, well, you don't want to live like that. And then there's another couple of characters that are new age now, kind of George fighting. Etheridge wrote it, but Janet Dimolo has, has, um, has reimagined the right, work. Because the la- is, that, is that the language made a little bit more now, or just where we're setting is? Absolutely. It's it's made for a contemporary ear. Okay. So we're not going to con- get confused with these, thous, and wherefores. Duff, yes, whatever. Yeah. Did you say doof, doof, doof? <laughs> Actually, there's, there's a bit of doof, doof in it, actually. Is there? Yeah, we've got a great sound designer who's mixed us together some Baroque with some um, messy house. Pretty broke myself. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, with the language, we've we've tried to bring it into our time, try and to try and tell the stories of these characters in our way. Wow! And now, when is this on, Lulu? It's My voice really is coming back. I know. Isn't it amazing? I think it's amazing. You're listening to Joy 94. Oh, Sorry, you go on. I can't. Oh. I know. Oh, shut up. It's just so exciting, Michael. Come on. Uh, it's on the 18th till the 28th of May. The previews are the 18th and 19th. And it's on Chapel Off Chapel, one of our favourites. It is. You mm. can get your tickets at chapeloffchapel.com.au. Now, all the best, oh, young you. man. We really appreciate you coming in. The man of mode. <laughs> There's three minutes of your life you won't get back. Mosquitoes. Do we really need that? Do we need an up-tempo version of that? Well, I think they did in the 90s, yeah. Mm, Send us a message if you like that song. Do you reckon? Oh, 427 Joy 949. Yes, let us know. You'll be interested or not to know the program director, James Findlay, loved that song. Really? Yep. So you asked. Yeah, exactly. And you got a message back. And then we got it back. That could be why it was in the playlist. Well, no, because Chris Jameson has also sent in a message (laughs) saying, love, love, love this version. Mike Evans from The Office as well. Nothing like a bit of Titanic in the middle of your week. There you go. Um, There seems to be a bit of a running theme that it's all just joy. The three stooges. (laughs) Absolutely love it. Not people from outside. No, not the not real world. The listeners world. in the car that have just changed stations. No, I'm Exactly. Joking. No, no. Good on them. Good on them. I just got a message yeah. from our, um, our producer, Paul, yeah. telling me to talk about Ozzy Osbourne, oh. which is lucky because that's what we were just going to talk about. Now, there's a bit of scandal, isn't there? It is. There is a bit of a scandal. Now, poor Sharon. Mm-hmm. Sharon! Uh, uh, has left Ozzy, well, told Ozzy to get out. Why? Finally, Why? because Ozzy's had an affair with his hairdresser. Doesn't look like it. I know. Well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe she thought there's no way that could be happening because he doesn't look like he ever goes. Now, is it right that they've apparently been having this, uh, well, affair for a while now? Well, the thing is, he's had affairs over the years and she's forgiven him because he was always off his head on Wacky drugs. on the junk. And um, so she was like, well, you know, he didn't know what he was doing. And, you know, now he's sober and he's on the wagon. Off the wagon? I'm not sure what it is. On the wagon. Mm. I don't know. I'll ask Molly. On the anyway, mattress. He, not my daughter, Molly. No. No. Um, <laughs> he, um, now he's, he's yeah, he's back uh, at AA. Wow. 
Uh, she's uh, I was, oh, he was drinking and carousing beforehand. All oh, right, yeah. Now yeah. he's not. She's uh, saying, "I'm leaving him this time because he knew what he was doing well, this time. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't a oops, I did it and I didn't know." Wow. Yeah. I guess she would have looked. She would have been shocked by him, and you wouldn't have known judging by her face. Yeah, but, because yeah, no expression. Wow. But she told him to get out, mm-hmm. and then he. So she kicked him out, and now he's back at the house, and she's moved out. Wow. That's just what she told me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it may or may not. Be true. May or may we didn't may get Aussie's side of it, did we? He's not saying much at all. No, wow. And the hairdresser's gone into hiding. God. She's cancelled all her appointments. <laughs> Including Both <Aussies>. of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, well, we'll more on that when we get it. From who? Well, Aussie or Sharon. I reckon that's, that's probably it. Yeah, all right. I don't know there'll be much more about it. No more then. <laughs> I have a little girl yes. who's quite into boys' toys. Mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> and I have a, a lot of mums still, when I when she has a birthday, oh. ask me what to give her, and I'm like, anything to do with Harry Potter, Star Wars, Spider-Man, whatever, and they're like, yep. really? Right. Get with it, lady. This is what she wants. Yeah, exactly. Secret ballerina dress. She doesn't want anything <laughs> else. <laughs> and we have a very special guest with us right now. We have Samuel Johnson. Yay! Welcome, welcome, hip, welcome. Hip, hip, hooray! Yeah, you get your own applause <laughs> and everything. Crowd goes wild. Normally it's booing. No, I don't <laughs> no. believe it. Hey, I've got to commend you on your atmosphere here yep. at the radio station. Really? Well, I spend my life traipsing through radio stations. Voiceovers. Voiceovers and then, you know, you know, yabbing on about whatever, yep. mm. and um, and and most of these places are just dead. Really? Yeah, you walk through them, and and it's it's there's empty empty desks, and the ones that are filled are filled with broken souls. Aww. You know that have just been in it, been in radio for too long. I hopped in the lift. It was a virtual orgy. Yeah, we, we were basically done by the time I got to level nine. It was amazing fun, and then here at the office, thriving and bustling with activity. But it's only like that on a Wednesday. You come when in any other day, shit out. Yeah, that's one day more a week than a lot of the others. <laughs> well done, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Who's in charge of atmosphere liaison here? Because oh, they're doing we'll, a great job. We all have a go. Oh, I well, think it's because well we really want to be here. That's why. I'm getting that know. feeling. which well, comes make, and, it, and it rubs off. It makes me want to be. It, the weird yeah. thing is that we volunteer mm. and we have that. They get paid and they're still not happy yeah. to be there. Oh, that's the thing, though. When you're volunteering, you are there because you love it. Yeah. Yeah, but you know. I don't understand because they're getting money. They should be happier than us, shouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, well, yeah, but I did a, I did 18 months on FM commercial. Yeah. And um, and it was pretty soul destroying. You know, Aww. you get you get your twelve second breaks. I mean, basically all you do is, hey, coming up, your chance to win Beyonce tickets. Yeah, oh, yeah they want you know, us to do that, got. but we talk more. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we smile in the, in the vain hope that one day we will get money for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they'll, they'll back pay us. Yeah, well, That's I mean, the idea. I'm kind of, it's, it's uh, you know, I am getting a little bit sick and tired as I get older. Mm. Of of people with great creative talents doing stuff for nothing. Um, it's it's co- it's really common in the creative world. There's no there's no money in the arts as we know. Mm. Um, and is that uh, why you're getting out? Well, yeah, it wasn't a financial decision, <laughs> but um, th- but the finances didn't really come into it. Well, I guess. Guess, for those of people that aren't in the know, you are you're no longer going to be acting anymore. Yeah, I've been an actor for 23, 24 years, and um, earlier this year I played Molly Meldrum on yeah. Channel Seven, and uh, I, I, I thought that would be as good a time as any to but hang up the hat. So you'd already speak. made the decision before that, though, hadn't no, you? No, I made it no, afterwards. Literally yeah. after. Yeah, you thought, that's it. Yeah, it just came to me in a in a flash. Well, I guess why really? Because if it's something that you you must love.
love, as much as there's, there's ups and downs, which there isn't any job yeah, or any course. radio station, yep, yep. what makes you want to say no more? Um, well, I suppose, look, I run a charity, um, and in the year that I was off working, I did uh, the Molly show, a hipster's doco for SBS, and a play, and in that year, the takings for our charity went down, and um, the charity ended up with us back against the wall, so... Uh, basically, I retired so I could focus fully on that. I'm I'm really committed. I've made a promise to our 335,000 uh, online supporters that um, that's a lot of supporters. Uh, we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. We've got a big village. It's a really lovely place, and I pr- I promised them that uh, that I wouldn't give up until until we had raised 10 million together what? for research. So what would happen if someone enticed you with a job where all the money that you earned in the job went to the charity? Um, I've been enticed with really good jobs since I retired, and uh, I haven't thought. Twice. But even if the money was but going you could to do the that charity, anyway. Look, you, I've could, made you could donate your own money to I've, charity, couldn't you? Yeah. I've made decisions based on money for yeah. for two decades, and um, you know I've learnt through that that I'm happier with less. The more the, the more money I've got, the more bad decisions I'm making, and and the more and the more my lifestyle goes into freefall. Yeah. So for me, I've got le- no money and I make bad decisions. Yeah, but how, how bad would they be if you had a million on you? Better. You know? oh, yeah, better bad. Better bad. Um, yeah, look, I, I, just deci- I just decided that my, my life had moved in a different direction and I'm really obsessed with uh, with breast cancer. And, yeah. and I'm really obsessed with curing this cancer thing because it's just destroying families everywhere and that to me seems a lot more important well, than Well, we live in a world now yeah, of everybody, you know, I'd be surprised nowadays if everybody doesn't have a story. Let, let's, oh, they let's, do. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's, what, what, what is your story? Well, let's talk about the charity a bit more. Uh, well, my sister's been riddled with cancer her whole life, but mo- but most significantly five years ago she was diagnosed with terminal breast cancer. Two young kids, a young mum in the prime of her life, a classic yep. scenario, She and she's you know being told to, um, to make her preparations and to farewell her kids. So that doesn't rest well with me. No. I, look, 75% of this country is living in real fear of a terrorist attack. 75%. That means a few people in this room statistically are really scared that the terrorists are coming. Yeah. Now, now while 75% of the country is, is terrified of some bearded bloke in some province they can't pronounce, in some country on a map they can't even point to, the real suicide bomber, the real terrorist, is blowing up our families in front of us. I'm much more directly threatened by cancer. And the idea that, that, that we're living you know, in a society that's filled with fear about you know, things like terrorism kind of just makes me sad because, yes. because, I mean, really think about it. What's blowing up more families? In we know Australia? how much more real cancer is. We yeah. can, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's just an awful thing. And and what I don't really have a problem with cancer if it knocks you out in your seventies or eighties. And I'm not meaning to insult anyone that's had to watch their parents or grandparents suffer through cancer. But when it starts to take down kids and women, yeah, exactly. Well, I get seriously offended. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, my, I don't have kids, and I'm my sister's age. And my sister's got kids and needs to bring them up. You know, I mean, where's the where's the justice? Yeah, there ain't none. You know, I mean, it's uh, you know, I've I've gone around the country on a unicycle and I've met thousands upon thousands upon thousands of families directly affected by this nonsense. And it's got to stop. If we can land on the moon in eight years after after deciding that that's what we want to do then why can't we kill the last true riddle of our times yeah. that, that, isn't, that, that isn't Mad Mad? The lovely Samuel Johnson, who's talking all things cancer and his Love, uh, love Your Sister campaign. But in the break, we were just chatting about the swear jar. Oh, I want to know what that is. 
Yeah, well, what, what, <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened is when in my retirement rant um, on social, I dropped a few lollies. Oh, yeah. And uh, my sister came back at me and delivered a very stern rebuke <laughs> and said, we're not ever going to hit the 10 million with you talking like that, you silly potty mouth. Clean up, you know, <laughs> wash your mouth out with soap, yeah. young man. And, she, and I got chastised. Right. And, um, and so I came back and, uh, and lamented, really, on social, just saying, I can't be the only one who feels violently towards cancer. I can't yeah. be the only one yeah. swearing at it. And guess what? Our village just responded in kind. And they said, well, guess what? We hate it too. We, we <laughs> want to swear it to death. And I thought, hang on, if any country could swear cancer to death, it'd be <laughs> yeah. Australia, right? That's so true. So we started a swear jar campaign where you grab a sticker off us, you put it on a jar, um, you know, take it around and fill it up for us. And we put 100% of the coins through to uh, where it counts at, um, with cancer research at, at the Garvin Institute. We've had over 2,300 swear jars been ordered and um, they're out and about in every pocket of the country from shearing sheds to mines to a lot of lots of sta- lots of staff idea. rooms and hospitals yeah, yeah right and um and yeah with the, the banking starting to come in now we're over 30,000 and who knows who knows where the sky is on that one I reckon we need one at joy why not yeah oh, I'll have to bring one in Michael yeah. you'd oh, have to start saving up motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's a bit late. I did not kicked just off. Kicked us off. That didn't happen, right? Now, what are, we else? On a, are we on a delay? Oh my god, Melbourne is. Um, <laughs> give us a little bit more about loveyoursister.org Then, what is? Yeah. I guess if you you know if you're out there listening, we obviously to do this sort of interviews to inspire people and to get involved. Yeah. What is a great way for people to get involved? Oh look, if you give me a dollar, yep. I'll, I'll I'll put that straight that whole dollar straight through to the scientists at Garvin and that means more than a dollar for them because it's money outside of the funding uh, system right. they can spend six months of their year applying for funding um, so you know it's, it's like free money for them it's play money that they don't have to apply to grant for grants for mm-hmm. so yeah if you want to donate for us so look I'm really serious about the vanquishment of cancer um, and we've passed 2.4 million dollars on in full to where it counts so far and uh, I'll keep doing so as long as anybody wants to um, trust me with that. Well I think Lulu and I mentioned and you must you're going to get this on and on and on have you really given up acting is it really true are you actually going to commit to that you mentioned about going around Australia I mean you know you committed to that why wouldn't you I think it's amazing what you're doing um, but I think once you get a bit between your teeth that's it isn't it it you is think, I mean, you know, I'm you know, doing it yeah well let's head down bum up I made a promise I don't make them lightly I look, do I regret making it? Yes, uh, but um, but I did I did promise. Like it started off as a promise to my sister to raise a million and to ride around the country on a unicycle. But by the time I'd met everyone, it ended up morphing into a promise to the entire village and every family in the country affected by this. And yeah. and you know, once you're in, you're in. You know, so you once, can't make promises like that and bail. Once it's cured, mm. will you go back to acting? I have said officially that once we have hit ten million dollars. I will consider a return. Hey, right. Well, there's your in- there's your incentive. On people. current timings, though, <laughs> if if we keep raising the way we have, that's nine and a half years away. Oh. Right. So well, we I, you can know. Do, we can do it quicker than that, surely, people. Well, I don't know. It's my job to work out how. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we're not not only your job, everybody else that you come into contact with by the sounds of it. All right, we're going to put all these details on all of our social media, but we're really glad you can make it in today. Thank, Thank you, you so much. <laughs> Kiss, where I'm going tomorrow? Where? Bali! Wasn't there something about some disease that everyone's catching over there? Yeah, you. Yeah? You're spreading like wild. The jealousy fire. disease. I am going to, but yeah, I'm going to Bali.
Well, that'll be nice for you. I did ask Gary Wilson to put it in the weather at the end of the update of the news, but I don't know if he's done it. Just to see. Yeah. No, who knows? You might start on shut up. <laughs> he couldn't be bothered. He <laughs> seemed to be experiencing technical difficulties. Lucky my voice came back, isn't it? And you know, while you're there, can you do me a favour and do that thing where the fish eat your feet? Yes. There's nothing wrong with my feet. Eat them completely I'm off. Put them on. Put them on my love handles. <laughs> We had a lovely email, didn't we? We have had a lovely email. Would you like me to read it, I'd like that. I'd like that a lot. It says, I live in Bali and I have joy on the radio every day as I love your station and feel closer to my hometown of Melbourne as I receive news, train and traffic updates. Good on you, Julie. For some reason, the weather app I always use says there's storms here. However, I can assure you it's hot and I'm looking at a beautiful blue sky. Oh, Julie. We had some rain a few nights ago. (laughs) But that was just the first bit of rain we've had for the month, oh, last month. God, Possibly a bit scary, considering we've just come out of a rainy season. Yeah, thank God. Hilariously scary. Mm. Obviously, Michael. Mm. I might see you at Bali Joe's, yeah, yeah. my favourite, on Danyanpura. <laughs> Have a great holiday. Let me know if you want me to send you my Bali list of bars, cafe and restaurants. Take care. Julie from Bali. And now I want to meet Julie from Bali, so I'm going to have to go to Bali Joe's. Um, That's because Michael is going to Bali, by the way, everybody who doesn't know. Tomorrow, yes. If you just joined us, I'm going there tomorrow for nine days. Mm. Now, Julie... It's not even uh, worth it. We've got a Facebook page. So if I uh, mince into Bali Joe's... um, You'll know which one he is. Yeah, so you know who I am. I guess to describe myself, I'm 27. Mm. Um, He's a liar. (laughs) <laughs> I've got um very very slim. Shut up with you with the buzzer. <laughs> Shut up your ass. You've been listening to a Lulu and Michael podcast. Listen live every Wednesday afternoon from four on Joy ninety four point nine. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.